This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Um, you ready to do some for real with the gazes? I'm ready. All right, you take a look around other other things going on in the NFL, a few Texans things, and then some non-Texans things. I've got an Astros one in here as well. For real or Fugazi, for those new to the podcast, it's a segment we do every Thursday. I read a sentence, um, a statement as if it is true. John listens to it, processes it, and if he agrees with it, that it is true, he says for real. If he disagrees with it, he thinks it's silly, it's crazy, whatever the case may be, he says... Fugazi. Fugazi. That is Italian for fake, counterfeit, or false. All right, John, here we go. Here we go. Um, Aaron Rodgers' practice window activated this week, his 21-day window to to play football again this season, has been activated. The Jets, of course, are 4-7 and right now. John, for real or Fugazi, Aaron Rodgers will play football in 2023. I'm guessing he will. It's for real. Because they can beat the Falcons. They'll probably be so fired up they'll beat Atlanta. And then they're great defense. Uh, Then they got the Texans. I think Miami is the week after that. But I think – Yeah, it is. It is. If he wins – if he goes two and one, he's going to come back. Everybody will love him. Of course, they're going to love him even trying to come back. Some people think he's doing it because of the attention. There's even the – Greg Doyle, a columnist in Indianapolis, said he didn't tear, tear his Achilles. They're lying about it. He's proved he's a liar. But I think he's man, he's manned up, and he wants to play. And I hope he does. It would certainly make the Jets relevant because if yeah. it wasn't for him being injured and all the news around him, there'd be no reason to pay any attention to the Jets. 
Yeah, Greg Doyle hates Aaron Rodgers because of his vaccine stance. Like Greg Doyle is a, he's he's very open about his views on things politically and whatnot, and he hates that Aaron Rodgers goes on the Pat McAfee show and you know openly kind of mocks Pfizer and things like that, like that. But so the like the Greg Doyle thing, like that feels personal to me. I've, Greg Doyle's written multiple columns about Aaron Rodgers. I think Doyle's a really good writer, but he's it's there's clearly something going Let on. Let it get personal. You can't do that. Yeah, that's that. That's clearly what Hurts he's doing. With, yeah, yeah. I don't think Rodgers plays. I do think that he is kind of doing some of this for attention. And if they go two and one in these next two games, John, they're six and eight. I mean, it's not. They're still very much on the outside looking in for what is is looks to be right now a fairly. I don't want to say stacked AFC playoff picture, but like you, you know, the Texans are six and five and they're out of it right now. I think the last team in the NFC right now is five and six. It's much more top heavy in the NFC. So I don't know. I, I disagree with you that he'll come back and play. I would love to see it. It would be really interesting if he came back and played. Um, but I just don't I don't see that happening. Um, John, we know we just thought we dissected the whole Titus Howard thing every which way. Um, Titus Howard hopefully back healthy in 2024. He's got a three-year extension that he signed. The cap hit to get rid of Titus Howard after the 2024 season would be $6 million, not outrageous given the fact that the cap is soaring towards 300 million dollars in the next couple years john for fugazi titus howard will be on another nfl team not the texans in 2025 so after next season fugazi i'm gonna see he gets to play right tackle he plays better he stays healthy and that will merit an extra season okay well there you go i i'm i'm up in the air on that one i i could go either way titus has had the strangest career he really has like he's Every odd-numbered year, he plays left guard. Every even-numbered year, he plays right tackle, and somehow he winds up with an eighteen million dollar year extension along the way. Like it's, it's just, a, it's been a strange ride for him. Uh, all right, John, I don't know if you saw the Pro Bowl ballot is out. Uh, it just came out. I think it just came out today, possibly within the last couple of days. Very, very deep quarterback group in the AFC. Three quarterbacks get named to each conference, as you know. In the AFC, there's guys like Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, all worthy of consideration. John Farrell, Justin, yeah, I almost wrote her. They're four and seven, and their coach is about to get fired. Um, but Herbert is a very good player, for sure. Um, John Farrell, Fugazi, C.J. Stroud will be one of the three quarterbacks named to the AFC Pro Bowl team in 2023. Fugazi, I think he'll get in as an alternate because most guys don't want to play in that game. Do yeah. they even play a game anymore? No, it's just the Pro Bowl games. Remember, they they play like a bunch of, oh, you know, yeah. musical chairs and beer pong and things like that. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say he's not one of the top three, but he's going to get in. Okay. He definitely Somebody deserves to get on vacation. Or yeah. get hurt. Yeah. 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 Well, or play in the Super Bowl. Like, right? I mean, yeah. let's, you know, there, there's, point. yeah, there's one of those. My arms are Jackson. Yeah. One of those two guys, Mahomes or Jackson, in all likelihood, or Tua. Or Trevor. I mean, those are the four guys that are the quarterbacks for the division leaders right now. Um, all right, John. Uh, of course, the Texans play the Broncos this weekend. One former Texan that is a Denver Bronco right now is Kareem Jackson. He's going to miss the game because he has once again been suspended by the NFL for um, for unnecessary roughness, you know, for 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 plays that are injuring people or violent plays. Uh, John Farrell for Gazy, Kareem Jackson has become a dirty football player. Gazy, I don't think he's dirty. I think uh, he never was here, and then he got moved to safety, and he's had a lot of helmet helmet hits. But I always liked him and respected him, especially the longevity of his career. 
So I'm going to say he's not dirty. Most everybody else would say he is dirty. Yeah, I don't think he is either. I like Kareem. He's a sweetheart. Um, all right, a few more here, John. Let's circle back to uh, a little Texans angle here. Actually, Texans, but with Carolina Panthers at the forefront. We know Frank Wright got fired earlier this week. Frank Wright, as uh, <laughs> David Tepper called him. Yeah, was that passive aggressive, do you think, him doing um, that? Um, Mike Florio wrote about it. I was listening, and I heard him do it once. Yeah. And then he called him Reich, and so I thought, okay, he just slipped up. Then he did it again. And I think a person in the media told Florio, that's that's his way. That's his way of yeah. keeping people in place. Well, he doesn't have to keep right rights in place anymore. I thought it does if he didn't do it on purpose, it makes him look stupid. And if he did do it on purpose, it makes him look stupid. Yeah, I I could see where a guy like Tepper would feel like some degree of vindictiveness that Reich somehow failed him and this was his way of insulting him was <laughs> to mispronounce his name. I know because that's something I would definitely do if I were a billionaire, for sure. <laughs> so, um, but John, Frank Reich, of course, fired earlier this week, one in 10 on the season for real or Fugazi. CJ Stroud is a huge reason that Frank Reich got fired this week. For real. Every time Dave Tepper, the owner, sees what's happening with Stroud and the Texans, he's upset that it hasn't happened with the Panthers, even though they don't have the talent. Now, before the season, you know, they won what seven games last year? Yeah, they were they had the ninth pick overall. They were, I mean, they weren't a good football team, but they weren't like dregs of the league bad. But nobody was picking them to finish ahead of the Texans in I mean, behind the Texans in the standings. Correct. But the Texans have had talent emerge with a really good coaching staff yep. and some shrewd personnel decisions by Nick Casario. And they don't have that over there. Scott Fitterer came as a GM from the Seahawks. Now, he could be out right now. He's supposed to be helping Tepper. If they fire him, who the heck's going to hire their next coach? They think it's going to be Ben Johnson because he's from North Carolina. I'm guessing Ben Johnson wants to go to the Chargers and take over Justin Herbert and Bryce Young with no talent around it. But I think every time Stroud does something good and the Texans, it just makes Tepper infuriated. Do you what do you think happens with Josh McCown now, John? I mean, we're like a year removed from him almost getting the text or a year, year change. Pull a rug oh. out from under him and his family. Yeah, like uh uh I mean he was almost the head coach of the Houston Texans. Now he's been fired 11 games into his coaching career as the quarterback coach for a what up until now is a failed number one overall pick. What do you think happens with Josh McCown? He's so well respected. He'll end up in an organization, if not the quarterback coach, assistant quarterback coach. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I thought he was going to be a coach here, I, you know, he played 17 years. I called people from different franchises who worked with him, who covered him, and nobody said anything negative about Josh McCown. He's got a chance to be a great head coach in about seven or eight years. Yeah, yeah. that's. that's I, I got to go back and watch some of those press conferences from back when Josh McCown was almost – remember when they brought him in here, John, during the COVID year? Like they pulled him off of the – That was Easterby yanked, him, Easterby yanked him off of the Eagles practice. God, Easterby, boy. For a while there, man, he was he was Littlefinger. Like he had a he almost got his whole his whole construct in place. He went from um, little finger to middle finger. He did, yes. And it ended the same for Easterby as it did for Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. During that 2020 season, when uh Easterby was interim GM and they got McCown here, I had a player that I respect a lot tell me, I'll guarantee you 
Jack Easterby is going to do everything he can to get Josh McCown to be the next head coach. That's crazy. And I said, that's ridiculous. You know, there's no way. He said, those guys are two peas in a pod. They do things together. They talk mm. constantly. They walk around with each other. You just watch. And right. during that coaching search that ended up with David Culley, they announced on a Friday, uh, we've interviewed uh, Josh McCown. But it was the next year that uh, Easterby thought he could get him pushed through, and he almost did. Almost did, man. Almost did. This close. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, John, two more quick ones here. Um, a lot of talk about Alex Bregman and a contract extension that doesn't appear to be coming anytime soon because Bregman wants a, seems like the rumors are he wants a longer term deal. He wants to get that eight or 10 year deal. He's only 30 years old. He's got one year left on his deal. John, for real or Fugazi? An Alex Bregman trade will be one of Dana Brown's big major moves this offseason. Gazy, he's not stupid. There's not going to be a big market to give Bregman that kind of contract. It's not like he drives in 100 runs every year and it's 30 home runs. He's valuable. He's good. He's a good third baseman. And he took a team-friendly contract before. I think that uh, he'll, at some point, He, and I guess Boris is his agent. Yeah. They'll see the light. Boris always wants a player to take as much as he can get. And I would hope Bregman, because he's so entrenched in Houston, might say, hey, $100 million's enough. I don't need $200 million. But Boris's <laughs> clients leave, and we've seen what Jim Crane lets those guys walk. And as long as they're winning, he's not going to deviate from that formula. So you think, if you had to predict, it sounds like you think Alex Bregman is going to be a long, long-term Houston Astro. Like you think uh, I hope he is. I think he'll be gone. I just don't think it'll be for as long a deal for gotcha. as much money as he and Boris want. But still too rich for Jim Crane's blood. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. I hope All that's last... not true, but, it, you know, history speaks. No, I love Bregman. I And I the, the problem now, John, is that for a lot of these other guys that walked, there was a solution in-house to replace all of them. You know, there was a Jeremy Pena waiting to replace Carlos Correa. Any of the pitchers that left, there were a myriad of pitchers that were going to step up and replace Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole or Charlie Morton or Dallas Keuchel or guys like that. Um, it's it's not as not as deep a farm system now for that sort of thing. They still haven't replaced George Springer since he left a couple of years ago. It's not no disrespect to Chaz. They're they're they've got depth at pitching. They've got Spencer Getty, their best pitcher in the minors, ready like uh, Hunter Brown was. But yeah. if you look at all their pitchers, you know the best one was the oldest one. Fromber's got to bounce back. Javier's got to bounce back. Yep. Everybody's saying McCullers will be back sometime next year. I'd bet that he's not. Yeah. And then at some point, Luis Garcia will be back, but that could be 2025. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, all right, John. Um, tomorrow at 10 a.m., tickets go on sale for the Rolling Stones at NRG Stadium on April the 28th. Draft weekend, by the way. For real or Fugazi, Rolling Stones is a top five all-time John McClain playlist band. That's for real. You're to their top five for you? I go way back with the Stones, back to when I was in junior high. Used to play in a rock and roll band 
and uh, and I would get up there and act like I was Mick Jagger. Thank God Mick couldn't sing. And gr- and I like I gargled with gravel. And the reason I was a sing- singer is I had a paper route, and I spent seven hundred bucks on a sound system, and I would turn it up so loud nobody could hear me. But I danced around like Mick. See see uh, album cover with certain kind of shoes and see if I could find something in my dad's closet reasonable. And I wore a Nehru jacket and we played around central Texas. So you actually did gigs this band. Yeah, we did. We, uh, we would go to places, little towns in central Texas and we would (laughs) put signs up all over the little town saying that we had played in Dallas, uh, we were, we uh, played with Jimi Hendrix. Well, who gonna know? We had you. us playing with all kinds of people. Like we had George Jimmy O'Leary, Fred, Jimi Hendrix's lead guitarist. Well, Jimmy was the lead guitarist, and I tell you what, my Nero jacket was popular <laughs> with the birds, as Paul McCartney always said. So did- where I was in a barn in McGregor, Texas, and we had taken over some hall. And there was a break. So I was out in the barn making out in the hay. And I hear our band leader start screaming into the microphone, John McClain, we're about to start. John <laughs> McClain, we're about to start. This guy was a badass. And he goes, okay. John McClain, you better get your ass in here. I'm going to kick it. And I had that's, to go. That's the most Mick Jagger thing you did. You know that at various points, Mick Jagger was stooping some groupie. And and the and the band had to go back out for an encore, or the show was about to start, or something like that. Man, John, that's I'm so glad I put this into for real or fugazi. What was the name of the band? Uh, I can't tell you. On I've talked told this story in Nashville. I've had people come up to me in public in Nashville. Are you John McClain? Yeah. Can you please tell me the name of your band? And you I won't, won't tell, tell anybody because they've talked about it so much on the radio over the last 28 years. I'll tell you out there. Okay, you'll, you'll sounds good. Say what it was. I got you. Okay, so, sounds good. Um, all right. You're going to love uh, it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Hey, James, if you're listening, our producer, needless to say, this should be one of the videos that we put out right here. John By the way, musical history.